Welcome to Booper's Healthy Me podcast. On this episode, we'll be talking about mindfulness. I'm Nicole Eger, a health promotion advisor for Booper, and I'm lucky enough to be joined by two mental wellbeing practitioners, Amy Cook and Amy Spottiswood, and I'll let them introduce their roles. Hi, my name is Amy Cook, and as Nicole said, I'm a mental wellbeing practitioner working within Booper in Manchester. Current role currently consists of completing mental health triage assessments and also providing online CBT support. As part of my background, I've worked for Bupa now for two years within this role and I have an undergraduate degree in neuropsychology and a master's degree in clinical psychology. Hello, my name is Amy Spatterswood, again, and one of the mental wellbeing practitioners here at Bupa. I've been in the role, again, just for over two years. And as Amy said, we do mental health assessments for UKI clients and also support the online cognitive behavioural therapy programme, Silver Cloud. My background is an undergraduate degree in psychology and a master's degree in mental health psychological therapies. Great, thank you. So this topic is useful to review at this current time with obviously a lot of change occurring to our typical routine. And we should just take the time for ourselves and get away from all those thoughts. So today we're going to look at the basic concepts of mindfulness, the theory behind mindfulness, and how it can be used in everyday life to improve our overall well-being. Also useful tools and techniques that can be implemented throughout day-to-day life and in our approach to challenging circumstances. So firstly, Amy Cook, it's obviously important to understand what mindfulness is. Would you mind explaining this, please? Yeah, absolutely. So in everyday life, it can be really easy to forget how powerful just taking some time for yourself can be. And focusing for any amount of time on yourself can be really uncomfortable. And it's just about acknowledging that that's okay. We live in a world that really demands a lot from us, and this can leave quite you know little time for people to check in with how they actually truly honestly feel and uncomfortable emotions and thoughts and sensations tend to be avoided day to day by most people because they are just that they're uncomfortable so mindfulness is about being more aware of the present moment and your body and the world around you and it's all about observing rather than judging experiences and things like if your mind wanders off and starts to dwell on the past or begins to worry about the future it's about bringing your attention back to the here and now and that's quite a powerful skill for people to learn and practicing mindfulness can really positively change the way that you approach challenges and the way that you feel about life oh brilliant so amy spottiswood are there important elements that we should consider when practicing mindfulness Yes, there are. So there are two main important elements to consider with mindfulness. So they are the what's and the how's. The what skills are what you do to be mindful. So you observe, you describe and you participate. And the how skills are how you do the what skills. So you do them without judgment, whole mindedly and effectively. So mindfulness is all about paying full attention to the activity at hand or participating in a specific mindful activity. So things like breathing exercises, meditating, or things like mindful walking as well. What ways can incorporate mindfulness into our everyday routine or do we need to set out a specific time and a place in order to practice this? 
Yeah, so I think that that's one of the kind of big benefits of mindfulness is that it can be done day to day, slotted into people's schedules. And it's how you adopt certain behaviours. So being actively involved and paying attention to what is happening and what you are doing. So one example is mindful eating. So really focusing on the food and what you're eating. You know, how does it taste? How does it smell? How does it look? And really using all of those senses. And things like enjoying each bite, you know, noticing how full or how hungry we are. And The application of thinking like this in regards to eating helps to ensure that we only eat what we really want or what we what we need rather than just quickly snacking in between doing other things, doing other things or other tasks that can demand our time and energy. One principle of mindfulness is one thing at a time and the benefits of this are really easy to see. So. For example, being fully present when having a conversation with a person rather than just vaguely listening or being a bit distracted. And this will only positively impact our relationships with with that person or with that task in hand. Oh, so that's really interesting, actually, thinking about mindful eating, especially as we're at home. And I'm thinking a lot of people, if they are working from home, they'll think, oh, I'll just just grab a snack and put it in front Mm. of me while I'm working. And if they're focused on their working, they're not actually concentrating on what they're eating. And that's obviously likely that they'll feel more hungry later on in the day or they'll keep snacking with obviously the cupboard being so close. Mm. Um, So yeah, that, that is a brilliant point to think about. So just staying connected with people, obviously we aren't seeing that many people at the the moment in isolation, but as you mentioned, Amy, about being fully present in conversation, so whether that's over dinner or just around the house with people we live with, making sure that we're giving time to people, not distracted on our phones or the TV, and yeah, just really paying attention there. Mm. And I think at the moment people are really, you know, wanting a distraction almost sometimes from what's going on in the current situation which is completely understandable but it's about also as much as you are keeping busy are you being aware of how you're actually feeling are you doing all of these things to keep busy and keep yourself occupied you know can you just sit with yourself and see how you feel and just check in with yourself a little bit yeah of course So do either of you have any tips for how to make the most out of mindfulness? So I think it's about being really aware and acknowledging that. So you need to notice and describe what is happening and how you're feeling without judgment. So like Amy just said, you know, are you able to do this? But also it's about acknowledging that as well. So being non-judgmental is about becoming an observer and not deciding if something was right or wrong. And for example, things like I can feel my heart beating fast or I feel nauseous and really worried about this without the judgment that would usually follow things like why can't I manage so just about being really aware and connecting with your thoughts and feelings so you mentioned about negative thoughts and judgment that we might have in ourselves or from other people is that something that perhaps people struggle with with the concept of mindfulness they have those negative thoughts and judgment appearing when they are trying to reflect on themselves 
Yeah, I think they can be very common, you know, in ourselves, you know, even myself, when I practice mindfulness, it's quite difficult not to sort of, you know, for your mind to wander into these sorts of either negative pathways or, you know, just thinking about the day ahead or you know, more sort of future thoughts. It's really quite difficult to stay in the present. So I think you know, that is something that people do report now and again and it's something that people should be made aware of that actually mindfulness isn't something that might just click straight away it's something that actually is practiced and you know can come with time it's not something that always you know we feel we've accomplished the first time yeah i think that's really important to mention that this is a topic that many of us might have heard of or have tried once or twice but might not know a lot about so just learning to start off small trying it once or twice and being proud of what you've achieved through that rather than dismissing it straight away giving it time because it, it does it is a process so thinking about this current time how can mindfulness help us with the challenging times and everything that's going on in the world right now so I think mindfulness encourages you to have the kindness and compassion towards yourself using these skills and observations to recognise and separate thoughts from facts. And um, Being kind to ourselves and using this kind of in-the-moment approach means that we can escape worries about the future and ruminations about the past. Um, the benefits of mindfulness are that people can have a greater sense of well-being and can feel better equipped to cope with stress. So during challenging times like these that are out of our control, it can be easy to get swept up with worry and practicing mindfulness can help people to check in with themselves and allow the situation to be as it is and so at the moment you know I know myself I'm currently engaging in more sort of mindfulness and meditation and through things like the calm app and um, you can select different areas on there in which you'd like to focus your sort of mindfulness on things like happiness gratitude and calming anxiety so that's something that could be recommended Oh, great. So, yeah, the fact that there are also apps out there to support us with practicing mindfulness, it doesn't have to be all on, all on our own, is great. I've heard that there are four steps to mindfulness. Would one of you mind explaining what each stage is and what processes occur in each and whether apps and other maybe videos can be useful in trying to take you through those stages? Yeah, of course. So as you mentioned, there are there are four steps to mindfulness. So the first one is sitting comfortably. So choosing a, a seated position that allows your body to feel supported and that you become still. And settling into your seated position and allowing your eyes to just gently close. Then looking at bringing your attention to a specific object. So... The object can be the focus for mindful meditation. In the beginning, it's most helpful to bring your attention to something that your senses will easily notice. So, especially as we've mentioned, it can be quite tricky in the beginning. It's definitely a skill, you know, to practice mindfulness for a long period of time. But just in the beginning, focusing on things like your breath or the sounds around you. And then the next step is bringing an attitude of open curiosity to whatever you notice without trying to change control or assess what's there you know really just noticing and this could be really helpful I find with sounds if I'm trying to be mindful in the moment and really focusing on what sounds can I hear that are close to me what sounds sounds like they're far away 
and just having that distinction and really not thinking, oh, it's, I wish it was quieter, I wish it was a bit more peaceful, you know, just accepting that you're in for what it is. And then the fourth stage is when your attention is pulled away or you find that it does drift or redirect, you know, really try and bring that attention back to the objects that you've chosen and redirecting that in a way that's firm but gentle, so firmly with discipline and gently self-compassion. Thank you for that brilliant description of the four stages there. Just thinking in order for myself and some of the listeners to fully understand mindfulness, would you both be able to run us through the process, maybe with two different examples or different types of mindfulness exercises that could be done to help us ground ourselves in the moment if we're feeling heightened stress or anxiousness? Of course, yeah, so we can start with a simple body scan. So the goal of this exercise is to notice and become aware of physical sensations throughout your body. So moving slowly throughout this practice. So if you just find a place where you can either sit or lay down comfortably and then begin paying your attention to the sensations in your feet and focus on sensations such as feeling warm, cold, pressure, pain or breeze moving over your skin and then slowly move up your body so to your calves then to your thighs your pelvis and your stomach chest back and shoulders arm hands and fingers neck and then finally your head and notice sensations in each part of your body as you do that after you travel up your body, move back down the body, staying aware of any sensations in the body until you reach your feet again. Thank you for that example about the body scanning. I definitely think that is useful to try. Maybe when you're in bed, if you're trying to fall asleep and just thinking about different areas of the body and how they're feeling throughout the day and just release that stress and tension. Amy C, do you have any other examples that can explain mindfulness? Yeah, absolutely. So another kind of one that people can do just to have a bit of a check in with themselves is alternative nostril breathing. So using your thumb and index finger, you can do an easy breathing exercise. So with your right index finger, if you close your right nostril and take a breath in through the left nostril and then close the left nostril with your thumb and open the index finger and breathe out through the right nostril and then breathe in through the right nostril, close that and open the left nostril and breathe out. So if you continue to do that eight to ten times, so just that, that pattern of breathing can really help calm the system and it can facilitate brain activity. Sometimes that's used in yoga, you know, I think that's quite a a calming way that, that people really have to focus on their breathing because of the alternate alternating nostrils it's really forcing you, you to focus on that and, and just check in with how you breathe in. Yes and I think when we're thinking about our breathing and we're slowing the breathing rate down that's obviously going to slow the heart rate down as well particularly if we are anxious or stressed Obviously, we want to bring down that heart rate, slow that breathing rate. And then, as you said, just focusing on what you're doing in that current time without any racing thoughts or any worries that might be occurring at that time. 
So do you have any tips for things that we could use when we're feeling overwhelmed? So a big one that works for me if I'm feeling anxious, you know, if I'm waiting to do something is just to sigh. So really big sighs. You know, it sounds quite silly and it might be quite awkward to do, but just as loud as you can, you know, lift your shoulders up as high as you can and just really sigh. And doing that, you know, really helps people sometimes reset and be mindful and just, you know, having that it is what it is attitude towards things. So so instead of thinking, oh, and this too, this is an additional stress or an additional pressure that I've got, you know, it just right now it is what it is. So acknowledging that situation without judgment and getting creative. So things like using your hands forces us again to be in that present moment so whether that's journaling or coloring or cooking and physically doing a task that forces the front of our brain to take over and focus just as you mentioned Nicole allows the back of your mind to just calm itself down and have a bit of a chance to rest amazing so we've covered a lot of information today regarding mindfulness um, Amy S did you have any final tips that you wanted to share I think for me it's just to remind people not to be too hard on themselves you know mindfulness like we said earlier isn't something that may come naturally to us just with the natural sort of busy lives that we do have so it's just to remind people you know if your mind does wander during a mindfulness this whatever that might be that that's okay and just bring it back you know just to keep practicing that it will start to feel a bit more natural and um, but yeah just not to be too hard on yourself nice so to summarize today We've spoken about being present in the moment and allowing you to not have anxieties about the future or woes about the past, but we should be kind to ourselves and leave your judgments behind you. Try to incorporate mindfulness into your day-to-day life and get creative with it. So the Amy's mentioned about mindful eating and the breathing exercises and body scans. So there's many different examples there. Also, please visit the Boopa Health information pages for more information. And we'll also link useful information in the podcast overview. And remember that you can search Boopa wherever you listen to your podcasts for more health advice, news and views from Boopa. Thank you both to Amy Cook and Amy Spottiswood for your useful tips. And I know there's been some great information that I will even be taking on. So thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you.